still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. The victorious boys in blue, black and white. For the first time this season, we are back to talk about a victory. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever in the thickest moment of the season through thick and thin by my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, a gleaming smile on your face. You still haven't got over that incredible victory against Worcester Warriors on Sunday. How are you? Very good, mate. Yeah, we've we've broken the duck. We've we've got that monkey off the back. All those all those cliches, all those expressions that we use, but it was great, wasn't it? I think there was there was genuine relief, I think, more than anything, amongst players and supporters, particularly those at at the wreck, that that that, that we finally got that win. We didn't half make make hard work of it but you know June the 12th I was looking back and June the 12th 211 days ago was the last time that that we won at the end of last season against Northampton Saints we haven't had much to talk about on this podcast we've been we've been scratching the bottom of the barrel for for any glints of light to take but finally we've we've got a win to talk about and it, it feels so much better doing this podcast after that yeah, yeah, no, certainly does feel better to talk about the win. Um, and I think we will lead off with all the positives that we can find after, yeah, what was a win? Was it much more than that? We'll come on to, but it certainly was a win. And we will discuss the positives that came out of that. Um, but Tom, a little more of a bite-sized addition to this podcast. You know, we've got a few things working behind the scenes here at Bath Rugby Plug to bring you um, supporters, you listeners, a special gift later on in the week, perhaps. Um, but as it's the first one of the season, we wanted to get something out earlier on in the week just to get something positive in your ears for the first time. And also, Tom, to talk about a victory, which we haven't had a chance to do in so long, as you say. So before we get into it, please do follow us on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug and do subscribe because we might have a couple of podcasts this week and the best way to find them will be hitting subscribe and they'll be in straight to your device Obviously, with La Rochelle on Saturday, up in the air, our trip, you know, on thin ice at this point at best. Um, we've had the Google Translate out a lot this week, trying to work out whether we will be able to go to La Rochelle. With all that kind of uncertainty, we probably will be back again this week. So as I say, hit subscribe. And now, more than ever, with a win to talk about, what a better time to share with your friends. But Tom, let's get into um, the... The, the victory, obviously the 22-19 win at home against 14-man Worcester Warriors who haven't won at the wreck in about 90 years by, by all accounts. Um, you know, I guess the real question here um, and the question a lot of people have been wondering is how excited should they feel about a win given those circumstances? Yeah, I think we, you know, we, 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 should, we should probably temper it, but, you know, why don't why don't we do that a little bit later? Because I think, as you say, Worcester hadn't won in the league, hadn't won at the rec in the league ever in their in their sixteen attempts. Now, you know, going into the game, thought potentially it could be yet another unwanted record that we'd 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 broken this 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 season. And I've I've said a few times on on this podcast in the last in the last few weeks and months that 
to be honest, it's felt at times that we've not played good rugby. We've 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 spoken about that many times, but also things have started to things have gone against us. We've had injuries, we've had decisions go against us. We've had close losses to Sale and Bristol, where they were very very tight. And you just feel like you needed we needed our luck to turn a little bit, and that's 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 exactly what happened in this game. And and we were able to capitalize on those opportunities, as you say. But yeah, I mean for. For Worcester to lose their, their their starting prop only 75 seconds into the game, it really felt like a kind of late Christmas present on a on a on a plate for us with 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 them down to down to 14. And I thought we you know we reacted to that that really well initially, and and after that kind of made it made it a little bit made it a little bit more more difficult for ourselves, Drew. Yeah, I think you're right. We did get lucky on on the day. I think with that red card it's probably a, well it is a red card but well by the letter of the law as they say it's a red card whether whether I want that to be a red card I'm you know I don't think so but and I think as well the the Ajoma try again maybe you were trying to convince me that the technicality of the law meant that that was a try if I watch that that's no try in my mind but that aside I think Bath fans have every right to just feel you know, really happy about getting a win. Like, it's been so long, as you say, since we got a victory. And we've had so many dark days and all we've wanted is that victory. And yeah, it came against Worcester, 14-man Worcester, a crap Worcester side. And Bath, frankly, didn't play well at all. But we won. And if you don't allow yourself to enjoy those moments when they happen, what are you doing as a Bath fan? And I saw some people on on Twitter kind of going, oh, well, you know, you, can't, you shouldn't really enjoy it given these circumstances and blah, 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 blah. To me, that's just absolute bollocks. You have to let yourself enjoy these moments because ultimately, that's what, that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're cheering on a team in hope of, of getting that, that kind of victorious feeling at the end of it and maybe slightly dampened by those circumstances. But given how long we've waited for it, I think you can absolutely enjoy it and, and don't feel bad about enjoying it despite despite everything that went on. Yeah, and I think in, enjoy it because there probably aren't going to be too many more weekends <laughs> in, the, in the next couple of months. I think that's well said. And also, you know, with La Rochelle potentially, although, you know, we could we could sneak a two-pointer away at La Rochelle at, at, at this rate, uh, Leinster, Harlequin, Saracens, Wasps, Leicester and, and others really now until the end of the season when we, we have the reverse fixture against Worcester and also the reverse fixture against against London Irish, there are some pretty tough games coming up. So I think if if we'd lost that, we'd potentially be be staring down the barrel of maybe 17, even 18 losses on on the spin in the season, which would would you know would just pile on the pain further. At least we've kind of we've reset the clock a little bit. And you know one thing that that I forgot to mention, I was going to mention at the top, is that it was also announced over the weekend that we had two points from the, the London Irish cancellation. So actually, that was a that was a six-point weekend for Bath. And we've more than doubled up our premiership points tally from four, six to, from four points to 10. And now we're only sitting, I think, 11 points behind Worcester with, with 10 or so games to go. So just imagine how big this would have felt if they're if there was relegation, we would feel like that. We would feel like the fight back is on, and that's right. And I was actually going to mention that. I think I've had a little think about what I'm looking at for the rest of the season and what I'm cheering for. And I am going to just have in my mind 
as best I can that there's relegation this season. I'm just going to, that's what I'm cheering for. I want us not to come bottom. And and yeah, you're right. This is a massive step towards that. And and I do think if we get the odd point here and there and then finish strong in, in, in the latter stage of the season when we do have some easier games, I do think that's on. And so, yeah, Bath fans, if you're looking for something to cheer on, if you're struggling to know what to what to get behind, then, then why don't we just not try and, and finish bottom? Um, only 11 points behind halfway through the season. And, and I think, Tom, the, the lads, the, the players certainly seemed like they were going to allow themselves to enjoy it. I mean, the, rea- the reaction was almost as if we'd won the World Cup. Um, and I think fair enough, particularly for, for the younger guys, you know, Orlando Bailey, Max Ajoma, Ewan Richards are, are the three that spring to mind for me. Those guys have had such big impacts on this season. And yet, despite that, all they've, all they've got for those efforts is defeats. And those guys shouldn't be kind of in this position, but they've had to have such a big influence on the game. And for them to actually get a victory, then to get reward for all of that work, I do think could be really big for them. So, yeah, I was really happy, you know, for the win and, and to see those guys really celebrate it and, and really enjoy it because they absolutely deserve that. Yeah, and guys in two of those cases that shouldn't even be playing for the senior team. I mean, they're... Well, really? you know, see- See, yeah, actually, Ajoma as well. Yeah, you forget that he's 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 also still still senior academy, and the way that they've contributed in a losing cause on so many occasions, but have continued to to come out and 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 play great rugby, play fearless rugby at times, has been has been has been a, a real credit to them. So I hope I hope that that they're enjoying that. And you know, whilst I don't expect this season to 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 turn around, I agree with you. I think it should be the the mentality of the players, the ambition of the players to try and chase down Worcester if we if we possibly can, who you know I, I think certainly are the, the the second weakest team in 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 the league at the moment. And you know that last game away at six ways, the game before London Irish. If we can sneak a win or even two wins or a couple of bonus points in a win before those those last two games and and finish second bottom, that will to a degree I think will finish the the, the year on a little bit of a high. Just before, obviously, all the all the changes are made, and we can kind of have a little bit of a little bit of positive feeling and momentum going into those changes and and, and next season. I think I, I completely agree. I think if you if you say this season's done, we're finishing bottom, then you know even though there's no jeopardy, what when there's no jeopardy, what's there to play for? So yeah, best best foot forward from from now on for sure. Yeah, we need some sort of hashtag, don't we, for for Bath fans to to get behind. Not not coming bottom. Um, in the moment, I can't I can't think of uh, I can't think of a suitable one. But but maybe get in touch with us at Bath Rugby Plug with with something that, that we can all get behind to to to, to some, for something everyone to support throughout the season of, of not coming bottom and finish above either Worcester or or maybe Bristol, which would which would feel even <clears throat> even sweeter for sure. So a few quick positives from from the game, I think so. Firstly, I'll, I'll mention Orlando Bailey and his kicking. Um, you know, it was a quiet game for Orlando with ball in hand, but showed great composure to to slot two of his conversions, and then of course the the what turned out to be match winning penalty on with about ten minutes to go, which incredibly McNally wanted to go to the corner with, which is is mind blowing that that he wanted to do that but it seemed like Bailey talked him into it and and to have that composure to slot that was was really good so his kicking his kicking certainly improved why don't you hit us with a with a positive well his kicking and his his bottle his nerve 
whatever, whatever you want to call it for a for a, for a twenty year old. I think I think it's fantastic, and his his place kicking's come on come on so well. So you know, hopefully he's playing himself into a into a nice little senior contract for 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 next season. The way the way he's going. Oh, sorry, Tom. Just to interrupt quickly. And I know we wanted to, to, to keep this tight, so I, I don't want to get sidetracked too much. But Bath need to stop worrying about getting a fly half. Like there was a report in the week about Reese Patchell. I don't want Reese Patchell. Like we've got a fly half at the club, and he's a young academy guy. So we just back him all the way. So don't spend cap on Reese Patchell unless he can play second row. To be frank, you know we've got a guy at fly half. That that's not a real position of need in my mind. No, and you, you've obviously got a replacement, Tian Schumann, who will be, I think, mm. back in the next few weeks. So he he can kind of rotate in and play second fiddle, I think. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. And there's another South African chap that I think Van Graan has been has been linked to, 24-year-old guy, I can't remember his name. But again, no need to pay him the money to come over from, from, from South Africa. I think Bailey has shown that he's more than capable of, 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 of filling tension already, let alone what he can do in the, in, in the next few years. Mm. I was going to mention Rocco Aguni. Yeah, Bosch. Yeah, I was. I was going to mention. I was going to mention Rocco Aguni, who's a guy that I I said to you, I think, on the after the game, and I've said a few a few times this season. I think he's quietly going about his business in quite an impressive way. And when when I say quietly, I think it's because in seasons gone by, or maybe four or five seasons ago, when he was a top quality Premiership winger, you know, one of the you know, most dangerous attacking players in in the league. You you'd get loads of really great moments from him. You know, I think about that Saracens carry from the line out when he beat about fourteen of their defenders, or uh, uh, you know some of the tries that he scored in the corner at the rec um, the, 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 down the years. But you'd almost you'd always feel that there was a fair bit of frailty there. He didn't quite know what he was doing in in defence. You wouldn't certainly want to see him under a high ball, and he'd. He'd probably he'd do all the glitz and glamour things really well, but I think I think as I say was was kind of frail in other areas. I think that's slightly gone on its head a little bit in that we know that he probably doesn't have the same athleticism or pace as as he does now. He's, he's later on in his career, and I think it's it's pretty difficult defending on the on the right wing when you've got a you know a, a, a no defensive structure at all in place. So I think that that that's difficult. But I think he's he's stringing together quite a nice series of games at the moment and I think he's you know he's, he's quite clearly now a regular starter in that in that wing shirt with the the injuries that we've got so I think he's I think he's having quite a good season mm. quite quietly and I, I think he had a particularly good game against against Worcester so it was yeah. instrumental in, in in both the tries that that we scored or sorry did we score three tries didn't we so the the was it, did we score three tries yeah so he, he scored one yeah, in so yeah, he so the first try when you know less than a minute after the red card, and we nearly managed to butcher that a little bit when we were kind of drifting across, cutting off his his space, and he got the ball and kind of cut inside, beat a couple of players, and touched down. And then again, slightly fortunate with the with the third try, but to sort of get his hands free, offload. Admittedly, it came off a a Worcester player, but he was still the guy that kind of created that 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 break and that and that try for for Tom de Glanville. So yeah, I mean. You know, I think when we're when we're fully when we're fully fit and we've got Falcon Asiga etc. back and McConaughey's back to back to hitting his traps properly, possibly he he will he he won't continue to be a starter. But I think with the injuries that we've got, 
he's he's doing he's doing a decent job for us at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he's do, he's doing a decent job for us at the moment. I, I think that that's accurate. I think he's doing a decent job in a in a in a pretty average in well, not in an average side, in a pretty poor side. Um I think if we were firing, I think we'd probably be looking at Rocket Guni and thinking, you know, he's okay defensively. He's not fantastic, you know, being okay defensively in that team is 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 brilliant. And he's not doing much going forward. And I think in a bad bar side, he is looking good. Um but I'm not sure he's kind of he's having maybe as much of a, a, a late career renaissance maybe as as, as you do, Tom. Um, but I think the, the wing is is a really interesting position. Uh, funny enough, from coming out of Sunday because Will Muir, who was due to start, was pulled out due to a, a late email that Stuart Hooper received from EPRC to say that his suspension for the 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 the, the, the suspension he picked up in the Leinster game was still in place. So he had to be taken out. And instead of McConaughey coming straight in, Hen- Henry Pretty mm-hmm. came in and did okay. Tom, 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 Tom Pretty, sorry, Tom Pretty came in and did okay, actually. Um, but why isn't McConaughey coming in? Why isn't McConaughey starting? I don't really understand what's going on with McConaughey because he came on and had some really nice touches. But I can't understand why. I mean, I'd have him starting above every other winger that we've got that, that, that's fit at the moment. But yet, he doesn't seem to be there. And I don't know whether that's because he can cover fullback. That seems really strange to me. Um, but but pretty Tom, who I don't know if we're pronouncing that name right, but but he was certainly pronouncing it better than the, the commentator on the day who, who thought Muir was still in the field. But, but he looked okay. Yeah, he had a couple of nice touches. He, again, he... he uh... I think he was kind of in the midfield for that that first Rocket Aguni try and got the ball away quite nicely. And then remember, he also kind of took a a ball high in the air from the kickoff, nearly broke through, and then he just needed to give a slightly more sympathetic pass to Ewan Richards, who then would have been would have been over the line, and that was a, a you know a, a guilt edged opportunity that that we missed. So yeah, he did yeah he did pretty well. And I think on on McConaughey, I agree it's. It's, it's very surprising, and whether or not he wasn't training for the for the full week, but then I don't imagine that that Pretty will have been either. So I, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there, and I, I'd, I'd expect to see him him coming back in pretty regularly. I can't believe that Stuart Hooper's not, as in putting him on the bench out of out of out of merit. So I'd imagine there's some kind of COVID-related unavailability that he's had, or he's still carrying some sort of knock. Not sure. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre one, McConaughey. I think he needs to get back in that side. Um, Tom, maybe as we as we draw towards the end of the of the podcast, um, I think it would be a good idea to to to, to put a bit of perspective on on this victory. Um, and whilst I said what I said at the start, there's still huge areas of concern, particularly defensively. You know, we still don't look like we know what we're doing. Um, they seem to score at will, particularly in, in that first half. Um, and yeah, there's so many errors. The ill discipline in that first half was, was was terrible. And yeah, you know, that that wasn't a good side out there. And, and we were just lucky enough to be a, a team that were were probably more unlucky than us on the day and, and maybe a little bit worse. Yeah, I think they'll probably feel a little bit aggrieved at, at, at times, I would think. And when they got ball in hand in the right areas, as every other team in the league has been able to do, it looked all too easy. I mean, 
I said that we reacted well to the the red card and we did. And, you know, a better team probably puts two or three or four tries at that point on a Worcester who were really against the ropes. So to be behind at half time after after that happened, well, we should say half time. I think it was about 32 minutes actually, because the, oh. they didn't seem to stop the clock for the red card, which again, we, we were watching on TV, but I mean, for for the paying supporter and, and as a spectacle, it was a, Pretty terrible, pretty terrible effort, I thought, from, from the officials, to be honest. But, but yeah, to be, be behind at, at half-time, concede those three tries, all of which were so soft. I mean, Shilcock just running into a gap, no one kind of knowing whose man it was and how we were shaping up. And by the time we'd made up our mind, he was already he was order over the line. Joe Batley in the second row, managing to crash over from, from 10 yards out, carrying three or four Bath players... Uh, along with him and you know he needs he needs to be put down pretty uh in, you know well before the line in in when, when, when he's got the ball there and then just a training ground inside ball two on one straight through and it was quite nicely taken but again we've seen so many times the defense be opened up by that little inside ball and as we said last week g i mean brent van rensburg is going to be going to be watching some of those efforts again and just head in hands wondering what on earth he is he's he's signed up for yeah I mean he's going to be thinking he's going to be shaking he's going to be thinking if it's in you I'll find it Um, but it might you know it might might not be in them and he doesn't want them to catch them out on that that's for sure some of of those players yeah I just I think some of them probably aren't, aren't aren't up to it and 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 yeah, he's not had enough time to implement what what structure that that he that he that he wants to, um, and whether he will throughout the season remains to be seen. And and you just feel like watching Bath, you know, we watched it together, Tom, on Sunday. Unfortunately, not at the at the ground. And a player will have it, or a player will be in defence, and you just think, don't offload that, don't do that, and they just do it, and you're like, oh, don't don't do that, and it's just so frustrating watching them. But um. Yeah, not to get too not to get too down too down after 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 victory and and yeah, I think a lot of people were asking afterwards the, the players and coaches they were, so the questions posed to them were sort of like what what was different between the Exeter game where you came so close but were on the wrong side, the Bristol game where you came so close but were on the wrong side, and I'm not sure Bath really did anything different on Sunday. I just think they were lucky to come up against the side that that that. In a close game, they could probably just about just about be. Yeah, and, and we were fortunate. I mean, two of our tries. You mentioned the, the Jomo try. You know that that is a try. He was he was just he was just um, very lucky That's that he, he no, it was it, it is a try. But he's, he's 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 very lucky that the ball he loses control of the ball onto the line, and it never it never. It never, it, it, there's never a gap between his hand and the ball, so he, he never actually loses it forward. If that bounces before the line, then that's a knock on. But he doesn't need to retain control of it over the line. Um, he just needs downward pressure, which is a law that was changed a couple of years ago. And then for the Rocco, tri- the 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 um, Tom de Glanville try, he's he's very fortunate that it comes back off the Worcester player. Otherwise, I don't think Tom de Glanville would have been able to would have been able to gather that. So. Two of those tries were, were pretty fortunate, really. And, you know, the number of penalties in that game, I mean, it, it was staggering. So 29 penalties, we gave away 14, which is roughly the season average, slightly lower. 
Worcester gave away 15. So we haven't been we haven't been beaten on that particular metric many games many games this season. Um, but yeah, I mean Worcester, Worcester will be kind of ruining the fact that they gave us they you know they they gave us that many opportunities because I think any other team in the league beats us based on the performance on on Sunday. Yeah, but they did, um, and we won. And yes, as I said at the top, you should feel pretty good about that because it's been rough. And if you can't enjoy the little wins like that, then um, yeah, I don't really know what you're doing as a Bath fan. Tom, next up, La Rochelle for us. We should do the Thicter Scale, shouldn't we? Oh, we should do the We should definitely do the Scale. We've been neglecting that because the readings haven't quite been, been making any impression on the scale, but... Just I, um, for our new listeners, Tom, why don't you very briefly, 10 or 15 we don't seconds. Have, we don't have new listeners, don't we, say? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just explain, or if someone's forgotten, quickly what the, the thick to scale is. Thick or thin, but also combined with thick Richter, so thicker. Pretty clever, hey? Um, one to ten, ten being the best, one being the, the worst. We've been hovering roughly around... Uh, a one to three. I think you even gave it, gave a zero at one point, which doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've gone I've gone with the the thicker score, rocketing up to a seven this week. Seven. Which might be on the, might be on the generous side, but <laughs> I think you know it was so important for players, supporters, etc. to get a win. There was a huge sense of relief that we we put that record, the, the losing streak, to bed. But it's not quite. 10 because we did play very very poorly we scraped past the second worst team in the league at home who were down to 14 men for the for almost the entirety of the game so I'm not going to get too carried away but as you say Gia a win's a win we need to enjoy these wins while we can and I, and I you know I don't think the thickest scale will be registering much higher this season so let's let's give it a bit of a run out at a seven yeah I mean I'm not sure the Temporary stand at the wreck would would survive that sort of a thick reading. Um, yeah, I think it was probably more like a five or a six, maybe if you're being ultimately generous. Yeah, um, and I don't want to dwell on that too much because it was fantastic to see to see the boys win. Um, Tom, as I said, next up La Rochelle. Um, we probably will more than likely have a podcast before then. Um, but yeah, just to give everyone a, a very brief update on that. Obviously, we've made plans to go. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you are no, you will know that myself and Tom are on the optimistic side of things. And so we still hope we can go. Um, at the moment, we're obviously not allowed into the country. Um, I think we're probably at this point not even going to be allowed into the ground, but we're holding out hope. Um, and if anything changes last minute, we will quickly mobilise and get ourselves over there, Tom, because yeah, I'm fed up of not being able to do things because of COVID. So if there's any chance we can go, we will be there. Um, I think more of the question is, will the game go ahead? Will Bath even go? Um, so that remains to be seen. But as I say, we'll have a podcast before then to break down all the news. We don't want to go into it into too much detail because clearly so much at this point um, is up in the air. So hit subscribe, as I say. Thank you very, very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope you enjoyed the win. Um, and stick behind the boys through thick and then